Welcome to the Good News Program. I have a special guest, Dimitri Karkanis. He's here from BC, from Victoria, BC, and he's got an exciting testimony of what God's doing in his life and has done. Dimitri, thank you for taking time to come and share. You're welcome. You're welcome. Now, I know today you have a, a business in uh, Victoria uh, providing shuttle service for the yes. airport. Yes. But your life didn't start there. Uh, tell me where life began. As a youngster, where were you born? Yeah, my life is, uh, it was a mess when I was a child. I was a sick child all my childhood. Sometimes I took time off up to eight months from school. You see, that's elementary age. Uh, just rheumatism, jaundice, uh, it, just name it, you know, anemia. Uh, I was very sick. You know, sometimes I'd be standing and then just falling, just like that. So uh, it went like this until one day my dad took leave without absence, took me to Egypt. Uh, there were better surgeons and doctors there, and and uh, but fortunately, my aunt uh, just took me one morning. She said, "Come with me. I'm going to show you some parts." She took me to Old Cairo, to a Coptic church in the narrow alleys of old Cairo, old buildings, and there she knocked at the door, and there come a priest wearing black, and uh, this, this hat they wear. He was really old with beard, like, you know, he was older than the church when she was <laughs> preaching. And uh, asked her what, and she whispered to him, and it was just a matter of three seconds, I mean, three minutes. He just put his hand on my head like this, I said his little prayer and then just went in. And then I think that was the end of my extended sicknesses. After that, things start to get better. Then I became a boy again. Like until that time, I had no friends, you know, like boys don't want to play with a sick kid, you know. And uh, I just was so excited about that and uh, I got indulged in sport, you know, that's the best thing I could find, you know, to just get my desire to just to life. Uh, so I excelled in sports. In school, I wasn't the best student because I missed a lot, quite a lot in all those years before that. So I was behind, but, you know, eventually got uh, made up for that. So that's, that's my childhood until I got into sports and then with sports got into parties, you know, of course teenagers get into parties. Uh, just was looking for what the world can offer everywhere, everywhere, you know. I was so hungry, you know, uh, looking for what I called the ultimate in life. What's the ultimate? Parties? I'll try parties left and right. I'll try dating left and right. I try sport, you know, to the extent as far as I could go. I was excelling swimming, you know, uh, basketball, tennis, martial arts, and all this. So that basically summarized my childhood until. Yeah, that's that's amazing. It's a little rough going through childhood with sickness like that, isn't it? Very sick, and it wasn't like you know the sick pictures you see in African kids with a big tummy and no. hungry. No, my dad. Had, an engineer had a good job with the government and he supplied very well. My mother loved us very well. And uh, 
so it wasn't that. It was just sickness from, I think, Satan yeah, wanted to get yeah. rid of me somehow. Yeah, there's always something bugging you. Yeah. Now, did you move out of that country? Uh, which country was it that you were born in? Sudan. Sudan. Northeast Africa. Okay. I yeah. was born in the capital, Khartoum. Khartoum. Yeah, okay. Yeah. So uh, you moved out of there apparently. And yeah, I, uh, I came to a place where there was just very, very difficult for a person who is half white, you know, color, mm -hmm. because I'm half Greek. Greek. Yeah. Uh, you can't find jobs, and there is just, you can't progress. You can't get ahead. Yeah. It's just doors shut everywhere, just, and it opens for other people who are from a different background. Mm -hmm. And uh, so, through contacts, my brother was working in the civil aviation, and he had contacts with Lufthansa, and he managed to uh, get me appointment with their agents there, and mm -hmm. secretly they offered me a job, and they uh, took me to Germany, you know, flew me, and I worked with the Lufthansa there in Germany for about, I don't know, four years, five years, yeah. something like that. Good, good. And was that a more fulfilling type of work? Very fulfilling because, of course, with the airlines, I could travel everywhere in the world. I could just fulfill my desire, you know, of just the world, what the world can offer me. And tried the nightclubs in Europe, Paris, everywhere, you know, not Paris, but uh, in Germany, Munich and Frankfurt. And, uh, you know, dating and, and carousing, you know, beer and all this. Uh, I never got involved in drugs, you know. I just, it did not make sense to me, you know. <laughs> but like, you know, I was just, just so hungry for the world, what the world can give me, can offer me, you know. And you see, uh, that went on like this until I immigrated to Canada. That was 1974. Okay, okay. And uh, when you came to Canada, what type of work did you get into here? Well, when I came here, I just looked for any work I could find. So it was salesman. You know, I was a, a travel agent for, you know, about three years. Mm -hmm. And uh, I was still in this mindset of what the world can offer to me. I still haven't found it yet. It was just disappointment all the time. Uh, so. And I kept searching for that in Canada. That was in uh, Calgary, Alberta. Mm -hmm. Until one day, my brother invited me to come to church with him to meet young people my age. Mm -hmm. And uh, I was still searching, you know. So sounds a good idea because I wanted the meaning of life. I wanted to know w w what is the ultimate, you know. So I said, maybe the church can give me light into what is the... Uh, value in the world, what good things the world has and human has in their heart. And uh, fortunately, I got involved with the college and career group in the Baptist Church, and that was one of the best experiences in my life. Like, I experienced love like I could never ex explain something like this is existing before. And I had just great joy and great fun and we were just going everywhere together picnics and uh you know restaurants and stuff like that and church and bible studies so uh 
that got me interested. And slowly, slowly, you see, I found them in the Baptist church talking about Jesus, Jesus. And I wanted to know about humans, what humans has, you know. <laughs> but they kept talking about Jesus. Uh, so that brought me to a place where I was really questioning, I can get into baptism now? I saw the people getting baptized in water. So I asked the pastor. Uh, I had made an appointment with him, and that bothered me. Am I not good? Mm -hmm. You see, I, I am I'm baptized when I was a baby. You see, I'm Greek Orthodox, mm -hmm. you know, confirmed and everything. Mm -hmm. So I went to him, am I not good? He said, no, no, no. He was a very wise person, Dr. Mitten, he's called. I really appreciate knowing him. He said, it's all good, except they want to affirm their, they want to follow Jesus, their love to God. Yeah. That's, and we will just mention that, that you were baptized and that you only want to affirm your commitment to Jesus if you want. So I accept it. Good, good. Did that make any change in your life at that time? You better believe it. <laughs> Is that right? I changed like nobody can explain. So it started with the baptism tank. So we made an appointment one Sunday afternoon in a hot summer evening, 1975. Mm -hmm. And uh, we gathered in the back room, three of us and the pastor or the minister. I said, everyone prays a little prayer. So everyone prayed very, very decent, calm prayer, little prayer, and then come my turn and to start praying. But at that moment, something very, very significant happened. I just felt the Holy Spirit came on me very powerfully. You experienced something happening physically. Uh, uh, no, something very, like, telling me, yeah. you see, that I have sinned, that I'm a sinner. Oh, okay. So I said, oh, God, God, uh, you know me. I'm a sinner. What do you want with me? I am the worst sinner that you could imagine. You see, but if you take me with all my sin, I will, I will, I will believe and follow you. In the silence of the room, everybody was listening. I heard that still small voice saying to me, yes, I do accept you. Come. You heard that inner voice saying, yes. Yes, I will you. take you with your sin. Yeah, yeah. So that was me. It was just, ah, oh, somebody's going to take me with my sin. That's, you know, that's really a, a strong statement. Like, a lot of people think we have to become good enough to come to God. Yeah. But we can't. He takes us just where we're at, and then he cleans us up, you know. Yeah, and then uh, that was in the middle of lots of tears and crying and wailing because just my sin just came so obvious to me, you know, that I am a sinner. I am a worthless sinner, and what do I want to do with approaching God? That came so strong to me. And then I made it straight with him, told him, you know me, I'm a sinner, okay? Mm -hmm. But if you take me, I will follow you. I will serve you the rest Good. of my life. Good. And that's when I heard the still small voice say, yes, yeah. I'll take you. How did that change your life? What changes did you notice? Immediate after? change. Immediate. I came out from the tank. We went to baptism. Yes. Uh, just a totally new person.
like you see, just happy because of this weight lifted from me. You weight felt the weight lifted off you. Yes, weight of that sin, you know, that God will accept me. You see, and, and I don't have to worry about my sin. It's, it's gone. So I was very happy. I smile from cheek to cheek. I see everything. It's beautiful. I look at the. Bow River, it's beautiful. I look at the trees beside it, they're beautiful. I look at people, man, they are beautiful. Everyone, I just loved everybody. And I was just totally happy. Like it was what they call uh, honeymoon experience. Good, good, that's, that's great. Uh, so your outlook changed, you, you were happier, you, you, the weight came off your back and you started to enjoy life. Yes, yes, very much. Very Did this much. affect you at work too, or just at home? Uh, it was mostly at home. Like in my work, you know, uh, I was, that time I think I was, I was doing accounting clerk, you know. Uh, so I talked to a couple of people about the Lord, led one to Jesus, you know, and because excitement, you know, just I couldn't contain it. Yeah, yeah. And then, not so long after that, uh, the baptism of the Holy Spirit happened to me. What's that? I didn't know what is, what is it. I didn't ask for it. I was in church, and they were praying for, for sick people or somebody need uh, have need. So I had a back thing problem bothering me, so I went for a prayer. I stood in the front, and then three or four came around me and put their hands on me and started praying, you know, and some were praying in tongues. And for me, just, I was just taking it, you know, enjoying the ride, just taking it, whatever. Uh, and one put his hand in my back, you know, and my back felt better. But that's not the thing that happened to me. Something else happened to me. I cannot explain it. I didn't know what it is that time, but something happened. I went to church the Sunday after. And I sat listening to the minister preaching. And he was just like one of the just very average, you know, low-key services. I was listening and watching. And then all of a sudden, a word came flying through my mind. It's not an English word. It's not Arabic. It's not Greek. What it is? Very simple, not complicated word, just very strange word. Just went like this. Oh, I said, oh, that must be tongues they talk about. Good, so I have tongues. So I started just saying that one word. You know, every time I get a chance, just saying it a hundred times, then it became two words, then it became ten words, then it became a language, and then it became languages, you see, which I didn't make any effort to. Just I kept on opening my mouth and just... You didn't have to learn them. No, no. Yeah. And I found them have a great effect in my condition. You see, if I'm sad, if I am depressed, if I am uh, seeking some information, didn't know what to pray about it, I find that very helpful. This kind of, it takes whatever weight, and it just takes it, and it's gone. And God takes care of it. So when, if I hear you right, when you pray in the spirit, when you pray in tongues, mm -hmm. it's a language, a prayer language directly to God. Yeah. And 
when we don't know how to pray, it says we're, you know, the Spirit gives us utterance. Correct, and correct. The Spirit and knows what the situation. It did not replace praying in English <coughs> or in my original language, Arabic. Mm -hmm. It did not replace that. That's still there, you know. Yeah. But it's something that, in addition to that, yes. in addition to that, it just adds more to my life. My, my life became so full. So I look forward for every day, you see. I don't regret any moment in the past. I forgot the past is gone. Yeah, yeah. And it just became, I'm looking forward to see what the Lord has for me yeah. for the year to come, for the 10 years to come. Yeah, yeah. If I hear you right, you, you are no longer looking for the meaning of life. It sounds to me like you found it. <laughs> that is all gone. That's all gone totally. Yes. All yes. the ultimate. I found the ultimate is Jesus. Yes. The ultimate yes. is Jesus. Yes. I mean, when you have Jesus, you really got the key for life. Yeah, that's the truth. Yeah, because that's he the is the way, the truth, and the life. Yes. Everything hangs in his name, Amen. in that precious name. Yeah. And he will be the one who will talk to me about God, uh, no, talk to God about me or vice versa. Yes. He's yes. the one who listened to my groaning and, you know, aching or whatever. He's yeah. the one who's, you know what? <coughs> People say, uh, I found Jesus. Actually, you know what? Jesus, he's the one who was after me since the day I was born. He was just seeking me, seeking me. Following you. Following me, follow, seeking me until the day come when I accepted you see, his involvement in my life. And then I invited him. Yeah, yeah. But it was him all the time. It's the story of Jesus. It's not my story. Yeah. It's the story of how Jesus found a sinner yeah. who was lost in life. Yes. Who didn't know what he wanted, who was looking for. Answer maybe, sometime people told me to pray to the stars, to pray to the moon. And I yeah. believe that, you know. Yeah. You see, I did it in ignorance, but I found that he replaced all that. Yes. Whether the, the joy in sports or the fulfillment in dating yes. or all that, it was all replaced. Yes, yes. I'd like to give the people that are watching this program a chance to find the Lord in a personal way like you have, Dimitri. Yes. Do you mind if I just pray with them right now? Please. You, you heard the testimony of Dimitri. He was doing all the things that he thought would make him happy, and they were not. He was searching, he was searching, and he was searching and not happy. And the day he was baptized, he made that simple little statement, Lord, I'm a sinner, but if you take me as I am, I will serve you. That's all he said. Not complicated. Not, he didn't have to go to college to learn that. And he's saying the same thing to you, each and every one, because God's Word says, all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. Everybody in the whole world. We've all fallen at some time or another. So I invite you just to say this simple little prayer, similar to what Demetrius said. Lord Jesus, I'm a sinner. Have mercy on me. Come into my life. Help me. Change me. Fill me with your peace and with your joy. And with your help, I will serve you all the days of my life. Thank you for forgiving me of all my sin. I give them all to you. Thank you for your love, Lord Jesus. 
I make you my Lord. Amen. If you said that simple little prayer, your spirit, Ben, has been born again. I invite you to uh, get a Bible and read the back part, uh, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, and some of the epistles. You'll find that they will encourage you and strengthen you. And tell somebody that loves Jesus that you put Jesus in charge of your life. And, and if you need further information, call the number that's on the screen and somebody will be in touch with you. That was good, Demetrius. Now, you've also had some spiritual experiences, like what are they, healing or, or Yeah, what? no, no, actually, it's all, of, all, all kind of spiritual experiences and mm -hmm. manifestations. And, because, you see, I was not uh, picky in looking into the spiritual things with hesitance or take this and leave that, because I came from a background that I was indulged in the world, looking for everything the world can offer with big hunger, with big energy. And then when I got baptized and that changed, that all changed into what can I find in God? He must have a world of things to show me. And that never failed. And one early morning, six o'clock, it was a Sunday before I go to church. I woke up, no, I was dreaming. My mother came running to me, say, Dimitri, Dimitri, you saw Hina, you saw Hina. This means in Arabic means Jesus is here. And she was a Christian, she's a Christian uh, when she died, when he passed. So I just opened my eyes and looked at the end of the room. The room was about, I don't know, uh, 10, no, uh, 15 feet long, and I was at the end there. I opened my eyes and looked, and there was a body of light standing there at the end. Very peaceful, very calm body of light. White, and he was just looking at me with hands down like this. I just tried to jump at him in one leap from the bed. I crying, Habibi Yeshua. This means my beloved Jesus. And he vanished. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that was so beautiful experience. I know that you know I am with Jesus, and Jesus is with me. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Another time, I was sitting. It was a, a fasting day in our church in Calgary, uh, uh, and then I was sitting in Dominion Park, that's in TD Towers. There is a, a garden there in the seventh floor, and I was just hungry but sleepy and then between dozing waking up and at that one moment sitting in a bench opened my eyes I saw a man sitting on a rock because there is a pond there in that building mm -hmm. sitting and uh, he had those Roman sandals he had a gown up to here mm -hmm. and he was like a soldier a Hebrew soldier wearing mm -hmm. this and uh, a turban I, st I first thought it was Satan. Close my eye, and it wouldn't go. Then close my eye, and then I saw other two walking in the air, but wearing like priests, like gowns. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And I knew that, see, I have been viewing the angelic world. You've been blessed to, uh, that the Lord gave you those visions. Very blessed, of, of yeah. himself and then the angels. That's, that's a real blessing, Dimitri. Doesn't happen every day, but it happened to me. Yeah. Once, and I'm happy about yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. 
Well, I, as I listen to you, I can sense the joy that you received from before. You were trying to fill this hole inside you with all kinds of stuff, you know, drugs, not drugs, but alcohol, uh, parties, money. It wasn't doing it. No. Then you found the Lord and Amen. you've been fulfilled and it, and it shows. He's the God of eternity. Yeah. There is no limit to the good things he had yeah. for me and for the viewers or yeah. anybody who would ask yeah. and enter into them. And the other thing I like so much is the fact that he took you as you are with all your sins, you know? Yes, yes. Most people think we've got to be good enough to come to God. No, he, we can't be. He, we need his help to be good Amen. enough. He, yeah. he cleans us up. He's, he's a loving God. Amen. I've heard it said, uh, Demetrius, that no matter what you've done, have you committed murder? Have you had an abortion? Have you stolen? Did you lie? You know, did you cheat? Did you hurt somebody? God hates the sin, but he loves you, the sinner. There's nothing you can do to stop God from loving you. He loves you. Amen. And you know that. Amen. Man, he took you as you were. Amen. That is really, really good news, uh, Demetrius. And he's given you the privilege of having those visions. And I, I know we, we've run out of time. We've only got about a minute left. To, but I know you've seen healings as, people, as you prayed with people in full gospel businessmen. Uh, I pray for in my family, you know. In your family? Yeah, just they're sick, you know, I pray for them and they're healed next day. They're healed the next day, your yeah, own family. Yeah, yeah, I, uh, sisters-in-law and something, I pray for them when they're pregnant, all the kids are healthy, happy when they're born. They're just a blessing to us. You see, like as God says, he will take all sickness from among you. That's his people. And that's true with my family. So he blessed you and he yes. blessed your family. Yes. And you, you're a blessing to the family. Amen. That's great news. Demetrius, we're out of time, but thank you so much for sharing the thank good you news for having of what me. God's done thank in you your for, life. Thank you for having me. Oh, it's God a pleasure. It's a privilege. Thank you. Yeah.